0: Welcome back to the Skits and Giggles podcast. I'm Pascal and I'm joined by my co-host Bryson. How is it going tonight, buddy? Righteous, Pascal. How about you? Oh, not too bad. Really looking forward to catching up with Anna tonight. How is
1: it going, Mm. Anna? Pascal, that is none of your business. Today, I'm going to be taking over the questions. What? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Anna Newkirk and I am a professional podcaster. Um, Today, I have the honor of interviewing these two men. Pascal, and Bryson from the Skids and Giggles podcast. My first question goes to Pascal. So picture this. You have to fight a male pro downhill racer, two to the death, no weapons allowed. Who are you fighting?
0: Oh, wow. Um, I guess right now a good shot is still Jackson Goldstone because he's pretty tiny. And I'm in winter, winter weight, uh, so I have some heft compared to him so i'm i'm gonna go with jackson goldson although a uh, tough one because you know you don't want to take the the golden the golden boy away from the sport sport sorry jackson but uh then go for lori
1: he'd go for lori bryson <laughs>
0: no that would be his alternative if he didn't want to take out jackson
1: i mean honestly i think nina could be either one of them in a death match oh
2: easy she got the reach she does
1: <laughs> she is um a unit, but yeah, I was also thinking more of the line of Jackson because he's petite.
2: He looked like he'd do a nasty
0: roundhouse kick, though. He's a very <laughs> yeah. agile guy, you know. Like yeah,
1: a, he's very nimble, like a that's Canadian
0: true. Bruce Lee. Exactly. I mean, if you if you see him riding his bike, it's just uh, poetry. I wonder if you ever catch him because he's just skipping everywhere mm-hmm. and super light, nimble, all over the place. And uh, I'm just uh, I'm just going to be you know six foot something me and. <laughs> slow and not very agile and old and creaking. <laughs> He'll hear your footsteps and you'll be able to anticipate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. He's got those young ears as well.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, some benefits some benefits on his side, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it'd be an interesting match. I'm keen to watch it. Um I was thinking maybe of like a pay per view or something. You it's know sure it's like raking some cash. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would probably I'm not G C M plus anymore because, you know, they won't exist as of December. <laughs> <laughs> Discovery will definitely they they probably they'll probably like that. All right, my next question. Um, I'm gonna ask you, Bryson. How did you two meet? Oh, that's easy. I actually have no idea of how you guys met or why you guys know each other, other than mountain biking.
2: Um, yeah, planets, they align. They cast a shadow with a giant ring of light, and it happened to be directly upon Russian Pass. Um, I got into like a random gondola and he was there. <laughs> um, I had no idea who he was super intimidated because I actually didn't know so many people there. We were at an event held by the Biroma bike shop in Zurich. Um, a fabled event actually called Los Enduros. And it's basically a long weekend trip to uh Russian pass. And we just go out there and do a little bit of shredding, a little bit of, Putin and hollering a little bit of skids and giggling and we just kind of hit it off we did a lap had a beer chatted back in town when we got to Zurich again and then yeah just kind of You much
1: love at first sight
2: uh pretty much I mean <laughs> he has he he uh, he is a self-proclaimed <laughs> adopted Canadian no he's really and uh yeah so we kind of connected that way as well and um It was kind of cool we just started going on some some of them some like uh duo trips or the two two guide trips and then did more did more riding did more talking made fun of each other uh did a lot of cramping on my side and uh, yeah worked out
1: and then what made you guys or prompted you guys to start a podcast together
2: um yeah so on these trips uh, we do a bunch of talking because we're driving like two, <laughs> three, four, five hours. Um, for example, all the way to Finale or as close as uh, Davos uh, from Zurich. And then, um, yeah, we're just chatting and he'd be like, yeah, what do you think of that? And then I'd be like, yeah, so, you know, this and that. And it just kind of got to a point one time where he, uh, I, I, I thought he was... I thought he was joking. <laughs> he was like, we should do a podcast. And i was like, well, yeah, that's... Uh... I was a little bit confused, actually. But um, I was like, definitely not. Like, I don't want to hear myself on the... I don't want to hear myself recorded. I don't want to be putting myself out there too much. Um, like, maybe some people know me as a little bit more um, exuberant or outgoing, but... I think I de- have a definitely a strong side of like, um, what do you call this? Um, introvert and extrovert. So there's a the times ambivert. where I can like, an ambivert mm-hmm. or omnivert.
1: Omnivert, maybe. I don't know. I don't. Multivert. My English is okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> definitely not up. Never mind. So we, yeah, we just,
1: you know what he's kind of like? Lied. He's
2: like, let's do it. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So we kind of like, met and tried to figure it out we did like a kind of like a pre-recording of in his uh in his studio of like you know what it's going to be like and i was just like i don't know and then we found uh the online version because corona hit and it just kind of uh we just kind of like kept feeding it and nice we are here today with you
1: do you guys get recognized on the streets a lot all the
2: time and i, I cannot <laughs> tell you what a pain it is. Just <laughs> off fans. Yeah, well, i've got a outside industri- uh, an outside sponsor. Um i can't pronounce the name. It's italian <laughs> and they basically just cloaked me head to toe. I don't really have to worry about it anymore so getting spotted. So Pascal Cucci. on the other hand, he's in the public eye, so he's just getting mobbed and clothes bombarded getting torn yeah just people, people just throwing asking him for shoe autographs
1: signing deals <laughs> and everything
0: it's like crazy
1: well, how do you keep it all in check
0: it is quite fine i mean although i have to say just with the recognizing it's just uh obviously we are operating in a very very small niche right so think about you know mountain biking is a niche sport switzerland is a very small country we have an english-speaking podcast in switzerland about like the small stories and uh, the underground stories and so you know it's not it's not kind of like we're we're like the the, the prime time um podcast hosts but uh, there are few very unlike on, on, Canton on one hand few instances where people are like you sound familiar is there any chance where i know you from do you know where i could know you from and it's like I don't know. I was like, oh, I heard some some podcast about the hardtail or something, and I was like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was probably me because we have been talking quite a bit about hardtails. Um, so yeah, that that is really the only the only few times. But uh, but yeah, it's usually at some some mountain bike related event or, or or something similar. So yeah, that's
1: pretty cool, though. Like, and I think it's cool what you guys do do with the podcast. Um, yeah, Thank you. Pascal, do you? Thank you if you could change anything on your podcast journey, um, what would you change? Or is there anything that you would change starting earlier?
0: Well, I mean, there are many, 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 many learnings uh, along the way. I mean, obviously we've been going for for three years now and um, we've been trying many things, changing a few things here and there. Um, There are... There is something special about in-person recordings. So that is definitely something I'm kind of, you know, is there a way where we can kind of create a bridge between the online world where we were kind of, let's say in air quotes, born in the crisis um, and and like doing in-person recordings. On the other hand, I have to say with the, with the online version that we are also using right now, we're much more flexible. Um, you know, we can pretty much have people from all, the wor- all over the world. The cost to travel is pretty minimal, so it's kind of a balance between, you know, having ease of access and and you can just sit down whenever you want and record something, or and and having that special vibe of an in person in person recording. Um, we did um, a video podcast last week. Um, there was a question of kind of why are we not doing video. Um I think for us, the kind of the centerpiece of what we try to do is the conversation. And I don't think for us, like the two of us, uh, the video itself doesn't really add that much texture compared to what we already do. Uh, however, um, I think I would be open to use video for other things. So let's say, you know, we do a meetup and then we document that we do some kind of we called it Skits and Giggles TV, or, or some kind of YouTube series, or whatever it is, right? So,
1: yeah, that um, sounds actually pretty cool.
0: So, so, so kind of to, to to add texture of what we try to do. So yeah. So I guess, I try I guess to to summarize. I mean, um, would I have changed anything? Not really. I mean, you know, we're still trying to figure it out, right? So we're we're open to trying out new stuff and trying to format and you know what works what doesn't work you know because we are still pretty much a shot in the dark really and we we we're, we're seeing what sticks and and what what people like and generally it is the conversations it is the important topics that get people's interest and that people are um are really engaged and that's you know if there's one metric that we look at it's if people are listening and how much they are listening to and and uh, and everything else doesn't really matter so like the absolute number Mm-hmm. Of listeners doesn't really matter to me. It's like you know, I'd much rather have one hundred listeners and they listen to one hundred percent of the episode, rather than ten thousand listeners and they
1: only listen they to listen two, two
0: to like one percent. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you know what they say: the destination is the journey. No, yeah, something like that. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> what's next for Skids and Giggles? And how much keto is allowed? That is. A fan question. <laughs> I don't understand the keto part, but maybe you guys can explain.
0: <laughs> well, keto, keto has been a very central element of many adventures with our friends. There is a one particular uh, friend of ours. He has he's slightly on the heavier side. He's also a unit, so he's uh, you know, going on 2 meters qu- significantly over 100 kilos, so his base metabolic rate, as we'd like to joke, is about 25,000 calories in a day. Um, so he, he always threatens to go ketogenic because uh, he's not eating enough, and he's always struggling to, uh, to to eat enough and and not you know fall behind and, and all these kind of things. So uh, with that uh, background information about the keto, um, I guess I guess we have to do something with eating and uh, bringing people together and sharing a meal to avoid going ketogenic. What do you think, Bryson? I know another old saying: "Eat pasta, ride faster."
1: So does that mean <laughs> no keto is allowed?
0: Yeah, we're generally a no
1: keto. No There's keto always room zone. for okay. keto,
2: you know, like know. Jello. But yeah, I mean, let's let's <laughs> let's look on let's err on the performance side, keeping our friends healthy and fit,
1: smiling. Full. I support that. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a good statement. Um, Bryson, what's your secret sabotage skill? Another faint question that I don't quite uh, understand.
2: <laughs> okay. Truth comes out. I fake my cramping.
1: It's, Wait, all, a, so it's all a
2: ruse. I just do it so I can hang out.
1: I have another cramping that asks if you've ever cramped on a downhill or if it's purely an uphill thing.
2: Oh, yeah. For sure. I've cramped on the downhills. Um, the thing is like... But
1: I thought you were faking it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
2: joke. Anna. I know. i this, this is our This is our boozy podcast where we just make fun and joke but okay i'll be serious i've looked no a lot into cramping out. no jokes allowed i've looked a lot into cramping <laughs> there isn't a lot of data or like real answers there are a bunch of things that say could contribute there are probably all of them contributing to my cramping <laughs> um and, and i'm like a, i'm like what do they call a hair trigger so like as soon as i'm a little bit uh dehydrated i'll take it and or if i'm a little bit i don't know not rested boom it'll those those hammies will will spring back um but yeah i've cramped on a downhill for sure the thing is like let's say you're riding um you're doing like big descent days like you know, you know pascal and i have done this you know we're riding davos and we're trying to do like kind of like a bond tour where we just kind of catch every bond, do small pedals up and then hit more descents trying to maximize our day, optimize the whole timing aspect with the the trains. And yeah, you kind of run right to the, to the edge and you might have uh, started to cramp on the way up maybe. And then as soon as you dive in, it's like other muscles are being worked, yes, but like overall fatigue is also there. So the, th- the thing is when you cramp on the downhill, as long as it's not your hands, you're kind of okay because you can like kind of shift your body or kind of like tweak you know, like your hips or whatever, just to like realign yourself, to like kind of pull your muscles just in a way that they're not going to like fully cramp. And I think that's actually my superpower is like, I'm like sometimes really on the verge of complete meltdown cramp, but I can like just hold on until we get to the bottom. And then I lie down (laughs) and that's where the cameras come out.
1: So what advice would you give to other crampers?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a simple formula. That's not easy to execute. Uh, get get a lot of rest. Um, practice, so like uh, kind of train. Let's say, don't overtrain. Um, get enough food, but not too much. And drink mostly in the early, in, early in the day, and definitely throughout the activity. You definitely want to rehydrate afterwards, but don't go overboard as well, because so overhydration is also
1: pretty pretty, pretty bad. That, that makes me very grateful that i don't cramp um that sounds terrible and i'm sorry you have to do that pascal as of recently you are unemployed tell me what are your plans and goals for the future like a one-year five-year ten-year plan oh, no, i'm kidding no, just I in general with,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't work with concrete timelines um yes i did indeed uh quit my job um the uh, main priority uh, priority number one is uh, to be around more at home to um, you know support my wife in her career and uh, be here for the kids um they're already a bit older so they, they don't need quite as much support and i have maybe two or three years left where they still think i'm a cool guy um so i'm going to enjoy those two three years and uh, with the time that's left i'm trying to make uh trying to make sense out of my life and bikes. And, uh, as some of the listeners know, I've, um, recently completed the coursework for the Swiss cycling guide. So that means instructing and guiding. Um, I have some ideas that I want to pursue, um, you know, that kind of use the experience that I've, um, gathered over the last 15 to 20 years in my career. Um, and yeah we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens i generally believe if uh, you know if you keep following your dream keep following your passion and uh, you know be the the best version that you can be then uh, something good will come of it and uh, yeah i'm i'm pretty pretty excited to to keep going actually
1: that sounds pretty <laughs> exciting like i'm genuinely excited for you it sounds pretty cool maybe a little bit more fun than banking even if you are a <laughs> doctor banker <laughs>
0: Dr. Banker. Yes, sir, Dr.
1: Banker. (laughs) Dr. Banker-Pensa. There you go. Um, All right, I'm going to do a very unsmooth segue into a little game I want to play with you guys. Um, The rules are pretty simple. It's a who knows who better kind of game. And the rules are please don't cheat. So the first question I'm going to ask is, Bryson, what is Pascal's least favorite movie? Like a movie Pascal's that he hates. Favorite meal is no, 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 pasta. no, no, no. Least favorite movie. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, oh. oh. Just a movie that Pascal's he hates. Least
2: Pascal's least favorite movie out of the three is Kung Fu Panda Three.
1: <laughs> Pascal, is this true? Does Bryson get a point? Um no, it's
0: actually it's uh, actually number 2. Oh, That's uh, right. I thought that was the low point right. in a very epic trilogy. Yeah, it did come <laughs> Cuz I think yeah. the message of the third one is much better than the second. How could I, get I wrong? really like the first one too.
1: Well damn. <laughs> okay, Pasco. What's Bryson's least favorite movie? Doesn't have to be a Kung Fu Panda, it can be any movie.
0: Um with Bryson is going to be very difficult because he's quite easy to um, you know is re- really really has a very broad interest and a, a broad appetite for for movies and different things um, if I had to go with anything then it would probably be some art deco kind of silent war Charlie Chaplin something maybe but apart from that I really I'm really struggling because he consumes so many different things
1: is that true, Bryson? Is it a silent, more Charlie Chaplin kind of thing?
0: One point to Penza.
1: One point to Penza? First, okay. First blood. Here we go. Should I write this down, or are we just going to try and remember who has who many Give points? Give him 100 who points. Who has how many points? <laughs> we'll just try and remember. he will be fine. Um, the next question, just so it's fair, I'm going to ask Pascal first. Um, it's a general question. You guys both have to answer what the other person would choose. The question is, you get to either... or. Your bike is your only mode of transportation, so that means you're not allowed to take a car anywhere or a plane or fly, or you can use all modes of transportation, but you never get to ride a bike ever again. Pascal, what is Bryson choosing?
0: Oh, the bike. All day, every day.
1: So only riding a bike and never taking any other transportation. Bryson, is this true? It's true. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: I wish
2: all other forms of transportation to be in from this earth
1: <laughs> screw transportation all right two points for pascal now bryson what is pascal choosing
2: He definitely the bike um i mean he's a good driver but he's had enough driving time for sure
1: <laughs> is this true
2: oh yeah for sure
1: okay for so sure. It's probably honestly i'd probably agree with that i think i would choose that as well you can go far on a bike if you really really want to
2: You can go
0: anywhere you want on a bike. Exactly. It's the freedom machine.
1: All right. Next question. Um, Who am I asking? I'm asking Bryson. What historical era would Pascal like to visit the most if he had a time traveling machine?
2: Okay. So that means in the past. (sighs) I was going to name several future events or eras, but uh, if I have to be limited to past... I'm going to say French Revolution.
1: Really? Which yeah. side would he be on?
2: <laughs> oh, this I don't know. Uh yeah. I cannot tell the future, and I also cannot tell the past,
1: unfortunately. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh Pascal, what's your verdict?
0: Uh yeah, he was pretty close. mean, so the past is not really my thing. Uh I think there is no other no better time than now. Um but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm generally more of a future guy. I'm really, really excited to, to, to yeah, move forward and see what's coming around the next corner. That's for sure.
1: That's true. But the real question is, does Bryson get a point for that or not?
0: <sighs> I mean, French Revolution, it, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's, that's an exciting time. Uh, that's <laughs> for sure. So uh, I'll, I'll give him the point. That's, okay. There yeah, were bicycles I'll, I'll give there. that
1: Okay. And Pascal, okay. what historical era would Bryson go to?
0: Um, He would go to the era Da Vinci, Um, just like with someone that figures so much stuff out, um, has such a crazy appetite for, you know, understanding the world around him. And I think he would be really, really inspired by, you know, working with Leonardo or, or just being there and watching.
1: I mean, nobody said that he gets to go choose where to go. It's more of the time period, but (laughs) who knows? Maybe Da Vinci would let him come and, you know, pick over his shoulder a little bit, learn from him. There you go. Is that true, Bryson?
2: I would definitely appreciate that. But knowing my luck, uh, it would be the same time period, but I would probably be in, like, Uganda or something.
1: (laughs) Uh, So is he getting a point or not?
2: He's getting a point, yeah.
1: Okay, he's getting a point. I'd probably go, like, hang out with some dinosaurs or something.
2: Oh, that sounds good,
0: too.
1: Right? Just kind of, like, I probably wouldn't survive for very long, but just go, like, see what they're like.
0: There weren't many humans around at that time. Just let that sink in. That's (laughs) okay.
1: I'm okay with that, you know? I can just go, like, visit until I'm almost dead, and then once I'm almost dead, come back to normal times. (laughs) Um all right, Pascal, what's this is a, should be an easy question. What's Bryson's dream bike? Oh, dang. Who thinks of these questions? So, like, something, amazing. Something, <laughs> so, what the
0: heck? Something that just really is too complicated for what it is. It's making people angry. It probably doesn't make a lot of sense, um, but it rides like a dream. Contra. It's very complicated, and you can probably never get any like spares, You probably need to 3D print something. There's a lot of things you can fidget with, you know, a lot of micro adjustments, you know, maybe the head angle by 0.1 degree in like two degrees, you have like 0.1 degree adjustments. So you can really get into the fine detail of the setup. Doesn't the
1: Uno (laughs) downhill bike have like a hundred different adjustment options or something like that?
0: Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, something that's a lot more... It's its almost a bit too simple. We need something really, really, really complicated. We need to crank it up to the max. 11, actually.
1: To 11? Well, that's pretty cranked up. I don't... I that's know. insane. Full crank. Bryson, do you agree?
2: Uh, yeah. That would be really cool. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the simplest bike possible. Just because... <laughs> They say never meet your heroes and I think it goes the same of never truly achieve your dreams
1: because never then what do you do, right? <laughs> Here, that kid's never achieve your dreams. Um, so is that your answer? Just something like, the simplest bike ever? Say, a say Contra.
2: Yeah, let's say it like this. It could be a Contra. It could be the most craziest bike I can dream up of as long as I can ride it. If it's the If it's this bike that lays like in perpetual, like tinkering that I can't actually ride, then I'm not having it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you don't get a point, Pascal. And what's Pascal's dream bike?
2: I think Pascal's dream bike would be like an extension of himself. You wouldn't like look at the bike and be like, oh, that's a mountain bike. You would look at the bike and be like, that is something that is part of Pascal. And while it is a separate entity and has its own separate molecules, it is like the true enabler of mountain dominance. (laughs) 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 Um, I could picture him on a bicycle that... Okay, for the people who can't um, conjure up what I'm trying to describe here, I'll paint I'll try to paint it a little more descriptively. It's kind of like the superbike that you always read about in the magazines, but never is, but it actually is the Superbike. So you know like when Yeti came out with like Switch Infinity and was like, oh my God, it's SB, Superbike. It's like the Yeti SB, but it actually is a superbike. You know, like, <laughs> doesn't just Uno, claim to be. Yeah, like the Uno ever and the Burn combined with their e bike, but not an e bike. Um, super wicked styling, fantastic geometry, um, crazy light, but ultra capable. And it has to have some big, grubby tires.
1: big, like 2.9s.
2: 2. whatever is big- in fashion at the time. Because Pascal don't need anything more. He is
1: a trend follower.
2: No, he, he is the <laughs> definition of shred.
1: Oh, he is shred. Okay. Oh. I like how you guys went very conceptual instead of just naming a brand, you know, like you described the whole
0: contract. you can say any brand as long as it's contract as long
1: as it's contra, exactly it's the only brand you're allowed to name um out of copyright reasons on your
0: podcast (laughs) on your podcast that's the only brand no other
1: brands um so pascal what do you say about bryson's verdict a mountain dominating extension of yourself
0: (laughs) well i mean the funny thing is right obviously that the extension of myself i'm not quite sure about and you know i don't you know, don't want to read too much into it, but I mean, my uh, my uh, <clears throat> my current bike is actually pretty close to to what Bryson describes. So it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a very it's a some call it a super bike. It's a uh, very nicely designed. It's very light, but it's very it's quite something actually. I'm really really happy with it. It's actually the the one of the very few bikes where I'm like, okay, wow, well, this is this is it. <laughs> End game. Sick.
1: All right. Um, my final, well, my final game question for you guys: You get one superpower. Bryson, is Pascal choosing invisibility or to be able to fly? Think long and hard. This is the make or break. I think I haven't been counting score, but I think it's the make or break.
2: I think you would choose invisibility because Pascal can already oh, fly. Oh, because he wow. Have you seen him ride a bike? You have
1: soaring through the air. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No. Doctor Pensa, uh, Doctor Banker Pensa—is this true or is this false?
0: Well, I'm not sure about the flying part, but uh, but yeah, invisibility is pretty. I think that's pretty pretty nice. It's, okay. a, it's a nice skill or a nice future nice power, <laughs> nice superpower. One
1: point for Bryson. Pascal, <laughs> what's what's your buddy Bryson mm-hmm. choosing?
0: Bryson is choosing invisibility too, so he can uh, sneak around all <laughs> <laughs> the secret trails and. Uh, no one can see him and he's uh you know going for all the loamers and uh having the best time out in the forest no one can even see him so do i get a point i'm uh,
1: big based off of his reaction i'm guessing you get a point yeah so personally i choose to fly um i just think that would be sick and my verdict on the game is I wasn't really keeping score, but I'm gonna say you guys know each other about equally. Not particularly good. You both got a lot of questions <laughs> wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> But you both like kinda know each other.
2: Thanks for playing, by the way.
1: I'm not. I'm not playing, I'm the host. You guys are playing.
0: Oh. Right.
1: Thank you guys uh, yeah, for right. playing my game.
0: Or thank you. we know you. not know, you. know used to this uh... Yeah, i'm not the used table. to this side of the table yeah. either
1: I'm running out of questions um what's your guy's ape index
0: yes <laughs> um my ape index is um whatever it means you have long legs <laughs> 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 yeah no so i don't i don't struggle i don't struggle with ape i struggle with long legs so I generally have uh either um yeah so i have my saddle really high so then I have to Kind of, uh, it's always kind of weird with the frame sizing. Certainly on the road bike, it's much more challenging than on the than on the on the mountain bike. For those that don't know what ape index is, is like the ratio between your arms and your yeah, and your, your body your arm, height. I have ridiculously
1: long arms. Yeah, just random fact. They're like, like a much. My my wingspan is bigger than my height by like four centimeters or something oh wow (laughs) all right um i'll make this my final question are there any changes you guys hope to see in the sport of mountain biking anytime soon could be any discipline you know downhill cross-country enduro whatever uh we'll have bryson go first
2: i wish for mountain biking to further diversify and also uh, be more inclusive and i want it to be like um I kind of want it to be along the lines of how the Dutch refer to cycling as just like, I'm just riding my bike somewhere. I'm not a cyclist. I want it to be like that. So like people aren't like identify as a mountain biker. They're just like, yeah, I ride a bicycle on trails and it's just normalized and everywhere and everyone's doing it. And you have so many different kinds of bikes and there are no more like labels like enduro or downhill or whatever. Every bike is like just as capable and all it comes down to is like someone learning the technique and taking a rigid bike downhill and enjoying it. That's because that's what they want to do. Or a dude who wants to ride around or a chick, okay, man or woman on like an eight inch downhill bike, like cruising around the city because like they just want to ride a downhill bike around. Nice. I mean, not exactly like that because it's much more like, uh, diversified, so you think it's it like a dent, it like looks like a downhill bike, but it's just I don't know. I don't actually know what it is. Like it's there's no label. I like that. But my my simple brain will.
1: I like that. It's a good answer.
2: Conceptualize it that way.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: How about you, Pascal?
0: Yeah, I mean there is uh, there's many 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 things that we can do better as a sport. I wholeheartedly agree with what Bryce has said about making. The sport more inclusive and um, on the one hand, uh, right? So, I don't think we need to be. um, I mean, just thinking about the sport of mountain biking, I don't think we need to be another road cycling, for example, you know, with all their secret handshakes and etiquettes and cliques and this and that. Um, But um, the other notion I really, really like that Bryson said is that um, uh, we want to sport to come to. Uh, A spot where, yeah, it's normal to ride your bike. It's normal to ride your mountain bike. It's you don't need to explain yourself. You don't need to have the discussion every single time. What you're doing in the forest uh, when you ride your bike in the on a trail or on a you know even a forest road or whatever, Um, because that would mean we have you know explained enough what we are trying to do. We don't need to discuss every single time why we are here and uh, so yeah it's then just um, on the same level on the same footing like every other sport um certainly here in switzerland or in europe or wherever um that is a popular sport right so we have i don't know how many thousands of football pitches and no one's asking why we have thousands of football pitches but we have to explain why we need another mountain bike trail every single time and we start all over again every single time um so there, there needs to, um, there needs to have you know, there needs to be a lot more dialogue to, to to kind of uh, bring us to that space, and I uh, you know I'm really um, happy to see the things that are happening here locally in Zurich. I mean, obviously Zurich, Tra- Zurich Trails is doing some really good work at the minute, and 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 it's it's good to see that those efforts are paying off. Um, as a super fan of the sport in terms of racing. Um, Of course, I have to say that Um, I hope that somehow uh, the sport of mountain biking can fight the urge to become another Formula One um, or another Supercross or another AMA Pro Motocross or whatever it is, because what kind of excites us as riders And people that, you know, want to show up every once in a while to a race is that we can line up at the same start line as everyone else, as every, all of our heroes, let's say, Um, we have the same chance, that same magical moment on the hill, uh, when we can win the race. Um, uh, And what what's happening right now is not exactly uh, the spirit of the grassroots sport that it once was, Um, and I hope we can preserve some of that spirit, even when we move to further commercialization, um, which is obviously what's happening in the world, different shades of World Cup at the moment. And please take Enduro out of it again. It doesn't
1: make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, poor Enduro is just getting the back burner of everything right now. But you know, it is what it is. Not much we can do about it right now. But um, yeah, thank you guys for, at, for answering my slightly chaotic questions. Um, I enjoyed asking you these questions. Thanks for joining my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe.
2: Wait, 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 Anna, don't go, don't go. Um, I have a question for you. It's burning a hole deep down. Where did it all begin? What was that point where you decided to take over our podcast, flip the tables, be the boss woman and ask the questions? Why?
1: Um, Actually, it started when this podcast was born. First day I heard it, I was like, someday I'm going to be ask- asking the questions. <laughs> I don't know why, and I don't know what, and I don't know how or when or where, but I will ask some questions. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it, the idea just randomly popped in my head when I was talking to Pascal the other day. I was like, hmm, you know, it'd be fun if I asked you the questions because you guys never get I mean, like you guys are always the one asking the questions. You're always the interviewers. But I think it's a very different experience. And you get to talk about very different things being asked the questions than you do being the person asking the questions. And I thought it would be fun if your guys um, loyal listeners learned some more about you guys and not just other people.
2: Well, I will say I do appreciate you're doing this. Um, in comparison to the last time someone sat me down and asked me questions, I feel a lot more calm and composed. Um, the last, but to be fair, the last time was in front of a camera. So I was like very anxious and almost like, uh, what do you call this? Like fight or flight <laughs> was setting in. Uh, but I managed to hold it together. Pascal by my side, of course. So that was good. Was oh,
1: so he holding your hand?
2: No, but we we shared a mic so we could kind of we
0: had like a, a all
1: right so i'm gonna have to do a u-turn because i forgot to ask one question no we
0: have to add a correction <laughs> because you definitely did not have the idea to ask the questions listening to our podcast <laughs>
1: because you never to our that's podcast. not true i have listened to some episodes <laughs> um yeah i have oh really yeah, but no, it's notable. not. I listened to them a long time ago. Um,
0: <laughs> it wasn't any you. of my
1: episodes because I hate listening to my own voice. Um, <laughs> even the episodes I did, when you send them for me to like go over, I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't want to hear myself. So I'm sure it's great, but I have listened to other episodes. I'm generally not a big podcast listener, and so much of my oh, so much so of my life already and evolves around or involves bikes that when I'm listening to something generally, I don't want it to be bike related, but I have listened to some episodes and they were very nice. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What are you listening to when you don't listen what to kind bike of podcasts? podcasts? I'm curious because, because I'm also like dipping in and out of biking. And uh, so I listen to a lot of other things. So what are your, your favorites outside of bike stuff?
1: So I listened to a podcast recently about witches, um, just because I randomly remembered that witches used to exist in Europe and they used to be like thrown into the Rhine, so I listened to podcasts from the BBC about witches. Um, there's another really funny podcast that it's it's going to sound really weird, but it's called My Dad Wrote a Porno, and it's <laughs> it's hilarious. It's I have to not. Look it up. It's so funny. It's as in the title as the title says it's this guy whose dad wrote a book porn rating porn i don't know i don't know the right terminology and he reads it with a few of his friends and it is hysterical it is so funny
0: okay i must listen to it
1: um anyways one question i forgot to ask you guys or forgot to ask pascal Uh pascal your wife asks can (laughs) i can please ask you when you're gonna give up on trying to get her to ride a bike um, she feels like going over the handlebars twice should have been the hint.
0: Well, we do have a dog now, so the, the topic of riding a bike, um, all of us together, has kind of gone out the window. Um, young Doggy is uh, is not ready to be a trail doggy yet, so I guess that's something I have to work on next, and then we can talk about her riding a bike again. <laughs> but yeah, I've pretty much... Uh, I've uh, Well, I've not... Uh, not giving up. I've just uh, put it on the back burner. Let's put it that way.
2: However, if she wants to gain some confidence, I know a great instructor. <laughs> Bryson, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? or? But I do have a serious question. Okay, shoot. And it's a little bit okay. unorthodox, but let me shoot. Okay. <laughs> Would you say you're more of a person that uh, wants to do or wants to become?
1: Ooh. I've never heard that
2: question before. That's a good one. I've been it's been boiling and I'm been working on it.
1: I'm more of a want to do person. I don't really care much of becoming anything. I think that's all that I don't know, it's just titles and labels and stuff is becoming something. You become a title, you become a this or a that, a podcaster or you become an actor. But those are all just labels. And I think actually doing things is you know, you're getting stuff done, you make things, you create, you do things. So yeah, I'm a do person.
2: It's a great answer. Thank you. I look at it kind of the opposite <laughs> way, but it's an, it's an abstract question. So you can definitely answer it only the way you want to answer it.
1: But what What's your answer? What do you think of it?
2: I, I, kind of, I think of myself as someone who wants to become, but I'm not doing it because I, I, but I actually think of it as the same sense as you think of you. Being want wanting to be someone who is wanting to do, because I also think uh, it's not like I'm doing this because I want to become a uh, a wizard or like a, a scholar or something like a, But I want to like transform myself uh, internally or kind of like my mind, and that's what I believe is becoming something. So like kind of transforming myself mm-hmm. that way. So. I believe it's it's similar to what you say as you uh, want to do. But I think that's the beauty of this question is kind of like you can look at it from opposite ends and think it's different things when really it's the same thing. But really what it does is just open you up to explaining who you are.
1: That's pretty interesting. I think that's really cool. I've actually never heard of that question before, but I like it. I just made it up. Wow. It's pretty deep, Bryson.
2: I'm not sure about that, but we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question period over.
0: All right, speaking of questions, we have uh, a new tradition that we started in the summer uh, with the podcast where we ask our guest to that we are currently recording with to submit a question for the next guest, an open question, not knowing who it is. And the question that Chris Evers has for you, and we I think we want to definitely hear that because you have a really cool bike to go through this. Uh, He wants to know, what was the first bike that you owned and how does it compare to the one you're riding today?
1: So the first bike I ever owned, I would say I was probably like three years old and it was a small blue dinosaur bike, hard tail, no suspension in the front, but it had dinosaurs on it. So that was pretty cool. It did end up breaking, which was unfortunate. Um... I think the wheels were probably 16-inch. It was a great bike. I loved that bike. Um, The bike I ride now is a little bit different. It's also blue. My Enduro bike, at least, is blue. But it has about 160 millimeters more of suspension in the front and the rear. Uh, It's made out of steel, which, honestly, that other bike... No, actually, I think the first bike was aluminum. But this bike is made out of steel. It's a lot bigger the wheels are 29-inch opposed to 16-inch. Well, it's small. It's 29 in the front, 27.5 in the rear. And it rides downhill a whole lot better. Like, definitely a lot better on the rough stuff. Um, no, yeah. All in all, it's a the bike I ride right now is a really, really good bike. I am a huge fan. My Enduro bike's the Contra MC. For those who want to know, it's a steel high-pivot Enduro bike. And it is fantastic and the downhill bikes the br200 named after beyond racing beyond racing 200 so it's 200 millimeters of oh, travel damn. front and rear mm-hmm. wow you? Ooh, downhill wow. bike is actually like it's so insane i've never ridden a bike that i've just gelled with so much also a lot better than the blue dinosaur bike
0: very nice I guess with that, we kind of wrap it up for the night. Um, We put uh, all the links to all the things in the show description for this one. And you can find it there. The links to Anna's profile, all the previous episodes, our website, all these kind of fun things. And with that, we say thank you, Anna, for uh, turning the tables on us. That was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, how the turntables.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, catch up soon.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed doing this and have a great night. Adios, Anna.
0: Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Why don't you let us know what you think? We really like to hear from our listeners. To find out how to get in touch with us, follow the links to our website in the description or find us on Instagram under at skitsandgiggles. Until next time, Skigglers.